This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. These two guys survived the David Kahn era of Timberwolves basketball and live to tell about it. It's Flagrant Howls with Phil Mackey and Kyle Tyke. And to your favorite Timberwolves lifestyle podcast. Oh, look at that. We got a blank space there for someone to maybe fill the void. I wonder... Wonder who that could be on the YouTube channel. Oh, uh, oh, hi! It's Craig Kilborn, Lord Kilby, Gold Craigers, <laughs> making his second appearance on Flagrant Howls. Good to see you guys again. Welcome back, sir. We're uh, we're happy to have you here. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Life Gorgeous podcast, the Craig Kilborn podcast, you can find it YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Um, one of the most passionate Timberwolves fans we know, and you just sat down. We'd actually love to just like pepper you with questions about. It. We both watched the whole. I watched. I don't know if Kyle, if you listened or watched, but you had a rod on for like an hour. And yeah. Kyle, why don't Kyle? Why don't you tell Craig what you told me before <laughs> Craig jumped into this uh, this soiree here? Well, again, it was a great pod. You've had and that's like you've had Jim Pete on this spring. You've had Grady on, and now a rod. Uh, but as a Minnesota fan, both Twins, Vikings, Timberwolves. Uh, you did something, and this is why you're the best in the business. Uh, you did something that I thought was pretty impossible, and that was make Alex Rodriguez really likable. Like he came off very well. I mean, I got yeah, I got a, I got a comment. Guy. I got a comment from somebody on my uh, iconic Instagram at Mr. Craig Kilborn. But I got a comment, and he said, "I haven't liked him since he left Seattle. This was great. More A Rod. This was great." <laughs> now he's he's, uh, and I don't watch all the baseball broadcasts, but my understanding he's is he's pretty good, right? He is really good. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's hard because at the end of his baseball run, you know, you remember him. I think he was sitting in studio with like Michael K, pointing a finger, you know, the steroid right. stuff, whatever. And so he had a lot of digging out to do from a PR perspective. But I think he's great on broadcasts. And some of the stuff he was saying to you too, he he told some great George Steinbrenner stories. Yeah. yeah. You know, he he talked pretty openly about he went to bat big time for Tim Connolly when you yeah. guys when you guys got into that type of stuff. And he was just he was pretty open, man. He's yeah, I'm starting yeah. to like him too. <laughs> I think he's polished in his answers, definitely. He knows what he's doing, but he did uh he had some good ones. The funny thing is I had this story. I, I told it okay on on the podcast, but I could have done a better job, but basically it was funny. My my longtime girlfriend, Princess Cherry, is a costume designer, and she makes clothes for Rod Stewart and his band. Wow! You guys are you guys are young, but a lot of women, especially middle aged women, adore Rod Stewart. Oh know? yeah! And and so she has to go up and deliver this. He lives in these estates, and there's a guard, and there was a new guard, and she says Sir Rod, and the guy thinks it's a Rod, and he's calling a Rod, and I believe this is when a Rod was dating Jennifer Lopez. So, uh, and, and the guard says, no, 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 what do you got? Bedazzled shirt. And then, and then the guard, guard goes, no, 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 no. And then the experienced guard says, he, when he said, he, he, she said, Sir Rod, she's fine. Let her go through. But the guy, the guard thought she was trying to meet A-Rod. It was very funny. And Sir the, Rod and, and Bedazzled A-Rod. shirt would have given it away in that situation, right? <laughs> It'd be hilarious if those two could swap outfits for just one day. Have you guys ever seen Rod Stewart in concert? Uh-uh. Phil, can you name that. one of his songs? Uh, if you think I'm sexy, that was my don't, don't ask me to name another one. <laughs> right? Uh, That's a song, right? By the way, can I, I also want to say something for the viewers and the listeners. Uh, Phil and Kyle and I, we know each other. And when I was uh, in town for the playoffs, I saw Phil for lunch at a great place, which I really liked. Nicollet uh, Island Inn. We can plug him. We can yeah. plug him. <laughs> Phil, did you know that Kyle and I were staying at the same hotel? I did. That's the funny part. So yeah. I did. I did not. I think. No, I think Craig, you told me that you were staying at a different hotel, but then you switched or something. But I went. Was it? I went to go pick because I was at that hotel the day before meeting Kyle to go get drunk at a Twins game, and then the next. And then the next day, I went over to pick you up, Craig, so we could go do a little brunch lunch, and Kyle and his family come walking out with you, and I was like, what? 
<laughs> I know his parents better than you do, Phil. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of time with those North Dakota, South Dakota people. Yes. Uh, which which state is it, uh, Kyle? North, North Dakota. My mom was just fanboying over you, and I think my dad, Phil, I told this, my dad was fanboying over you. So they were both excited to see the two of you. They didn't really care to have brunch with me. So maybe yeah, they he just kind of slithered off. And they, they, they probably knew I knew Rod Stewart, and they wanted yeah, to probably. Rod. <laughs> you can sense it with you. You walk into a room, and people are like, that guy probably knows Rod Stewart. Just gives off those I know Rod Stewart vibes. Oh, sure. so funny. Um, so I'm fired up. I'm fired up. I, I got to interview A-Rod. I also had Chris Finch on much earlier. So I have to be careful. It's supposed to be a national podcast. But, all these people <laughs> but like, are... like, it's like 75% of the episodes are just deep dive questions about the Wolves bench. <laughs> oh. you, get Ryan, way, you got Ryan Rossillo on, and I feel like half of that, that was, was also too. Timberwolves. So we, we appreciate the Timberwolves kind well, of Well, you know what I do with the podcast? I find that I find my Instagram more creative than the podcast because I can just show a picture and say something, you know, funny quip. But uh, the podcast, I really do. I say I give it, you know, giving back to the fans, but I just do it for myself. I interview my friends. I'm not trying to conquer the world, and I'm certainly not conquering the world. And then I talk a lot of Timberwolves, and I've had people comment, can you please not do so much Timberwolves? Yeah. <laughs> and I did this, and I said, hey, we just made the playoffs. Back off. And uh, But, no, I love the Wolves, and I think it's going to be a glorious next five years, probably longer. With I mean, Ant. You know, oh, oh, Phil, Ant just, bought a house. I know. He, li- he, he likes us. <laughs> Anthony Edwards bought a house in Minnesota. Now, some people are saying, ah, you might just be looking to, to flip that thing for a, for a better deal. Um, since we're already weaving around here, so um, one time, like 10 years ago, it was after Michael Beasley. I don't remember how he left the Timberwolves, but the Timberwolves said goodbye to Michael Beasley, and I went to the Michael Beasley estate sale out oh, in wow. Orono, Minnesota. Oh, he wow. just like hired a company, and it was one of those deals. I don't know. Maybe this is how rich athletes just kind of roll. They just decide, all right, I'm, I'm going to a new team now. I don't want to deal with like moving. So he just left everything in the house pretty much i think he brought maybe some clothing to wherever he was going and so my friends and i we swooped up uh, a stone outdoor gargoyle decoration i bought his baseball glove a cheese grater a toaster and i think there was one other like random thing that we bought oh there was there's two things a tartar sauce in the refrigerator too but we felt like those might be expired so the Anthony Edwards estate sale at some point. Hopefully it doesn't happen for like 15 years yeah. if he's around for a long time. But The house highly is recommended. not on Lake Minnetonka. It's in Wyzetta, but it's not on the water, and it's very pricey. So it's a special house. Have you ever yeah. been to Cove, by the way? Oh, I love Cove. Cove. Twice. Get some of that, some of that uh, Cove ceviche. I went with my friend Charlie Swanson. Um, I had the chicken piccata with the, uh, what was it, angel hair pasta, lemon Mm. angel hair pasta. Very good. And then someone was telling me that in the middle of the day, uh, they just start drinking there at the bar. Does that sound right? Or is that? No, that sounds about right. I think anyone that lives out by Cove, you you look at your watch, you're like, is it 11.05 yet? All right. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take some. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's start drinking. Take some calamari and uh, whatever your smoothest Pinot Noir is. It'd be great. Uh, well, so speaking of the podcast, yes, you pretty much had everyone on wolves related. Is there anyone else that's kind of like your white whale? Like, I feel like you could go four hours with Kevin Garnett if you just had him on the. Yeah, podcast. I also had Mark Laurie on, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah I just remember that. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I don't know. Let me just think. Um, I don't know if there's anybody else because I tend to like coaches and media types more than players. Um, Although Kyle Anderson would probably be fun to have on, Uh, but I haven't attempted to have any of the ball players on yet. Um, There is something I want to ask you guys and kind of tiptoe around, which is I try to be positive, but I I'm now, as I think we're contending because which is, hard to believe you know i set the bar low where oh my god we have a franchise oh wow we we can make the playoffs now it's oh, like, haven't been relegated yet to yeah, the but, g but, league yeah but they but if they if there's not a juggernaut team out there you know we were playing well against denver i mean we were um um and we didn't have Jaden mcdaniels and kyle in the last game but i'm now a little short patience with the bench okay okay 
and I need a shooter, shooter, shooter. You see what shooters do. They change things. Three-point shooters change everything. And I like a balance with three-point shooting and inside play. But I want to I wanna jettison some ball players. I'm not going to say who. Because I want to be nice, you you guys will probably bring it up. Because I hear you guys talking. I mean, about it. I literally, I, I I think the algorithm on social media has just sort of figured out who I am. I feel like every time I open up Twitter or Instagram, it's yeah. just Carl Anthony Towns trade ideas being being crowdsourced. Now it's like Blazers fans and the right. Celtics fans are all mad. So everyone's just putting together trade ideas. But how? So are you? So you're kind of. It's not, and by the way, it sounds like you and Alex, Alex Rodriguez on the podcast, you're both, you both feel better about the Timberwolves now than maybe three weeks ago, watching Denver roll through the Suns, roll through the Lakers and whatnot, right? So you're not as, you're not as, you're more like bench tweaking mode than like, yep. Okay. And, and by the way, he was the one who said he feels better three weeks after I felt better during the game. I said, you know, we didn't lay, lay an egg. We won that game at home. We got to fly back to Denver. I just really liked it. And I saw some things in the second half that I really liked. So I know that Phil doesn't like Cat nearly as much as I do. You do remember offensively in the last few years, like Jokic couldn't guard him and Embiid, he's too quick for Embiid. So, and I think your our friend Dane Moore would say, there's no five that can guard him. So he's matched up with these fours. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to post him up against Aaron Gordon. And for some reason, it didn't work because Jokic was helping. So then Finchie adjusts, and he just puts him on the perimeter. <laughs> it was a joke in the second half where Aaron Gordon couldn't stop him. And Cat kept driving and drawing fouls and making layups. And I'm like, so I get excited with Cat because I think he's incredibly gifted. And I'm aware of his flaws, and they bother me. Kicking out on the three-point, you know, his leg and the silly reach fouls. And I'm not opposed to trading him one day, but not now. I want to. I want to run it back. I want to. I want to get more simpatico with Rudy Gobert, and we all are in, in unison on Ants, the greatest thing that ever happened to the Wolves after KG. So I'm. So I'm struggling with Jalen Noel and Jordan McLaughlin. Yeah. Shh, I'm no. sorry. I, I. 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 This is a safe space, right? Safe. Space. Well, it is. I mean, and Kyle. I mean, I've been telling Kyle, Jalen Noel and J Mac. Those guys are terrible, and he's been no, no. We have been. I mean, this, they were good two point, years ago. This, I think at, Phil at one point Jaylen. we renamed we renamed the show in honor of them at one point, yeah. like six months ago, and now it's just this embarrassing walk of shame. But yes. Yeah, I mean, I think back to to Craig's point, you even brought up in that game five against the Nuggets. Like if, if Rudy grabs a couple of rebounds, oh. it definitely goes back to game six. I thought that was a very good point. They, uh, they hit a three pointer and they, it was right there. The rebound was right there and they kicked it out. All that guy does. I almost sound like Chris Carter. All Michael Porter does is shoot three pointers. I don't know if he does anything else, but anyway, yeah. so they, they, they will Phil, we've talked about this too. Like they're going to have to make a decision at some point. Cause the, you know, the cap stuff with the new CBA, like they're going to run into a pinch here soon and it's going to go back to A-Rod and Mark. Like, are you willing to pay taxes and stuff? But I'm, I'm with Craig too. Like I think Conley, Ant, Jaden, Carl and Rudy played seven games together. So I would be down to run it back, give them a little more time. I lean with Craig there. Like see what, see what you got this October, November, December, and then pivot next summer. If, if it doesn't work out or if you need to make a big move, because you're going to run into a cap crunch here soon. Totally agree. I, I'm very optimistic. I hope there's nothing crazy in the offseason like Kyrie going to the Lakers or anything like that. Oh but God. And, you know, I, I thought Phoenix was going to be better, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was the team to beat. But uh, Chris Paul got hurt. I don't know what he has left in the tank. Uh, Certainly not both hamstrings anymore. Yeah. Apparently. So, yeah. So I had Alex Rodriguez on the podcast. We talked a lot of hoop. Oh, did you hear that question when I said – because it's so frustrating to us, you know, Steph Curry, we drafted Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio, <laughs> yeah. but the one no one talks about, or maybe they do now, but is, is Chris Dunn over Jamal Murray? And you heard, Phil, you heard his answer, right? Well, you, yeah, you can, it was you know, just a brilliantly phrased question, obviously, yeah. by uh, Lauren Kilby, <laughs> professional media frontman. Uh, but, but, and, and Alex was, Alex was very much like, Settled in, ready for an hour. We're going to go long form on the answers except for that one. And you said, you know, what is it? You know, you, you asked him about. Well, how you does, look back and you, wonder. Yeah, when, and when, when, you, when you research the team and you find this stuff out, I mean, what is your reaction? 
Because our reaction, of course, is we could have had Jamal Murray. And his was I wouldn't have bought the Tim. I wouldn't have been I, able to buy the Timberwolves if they I'm had hit on those. I'm grateful every day that that didn't happen because I would not have because the franchise would have been worth so much. Yeah, it, you, know? you can. So I think what, what what was the buying point for them? One point six billion or one point five? One point six, and it was I think more valued at like two. So yeah, they probably got in at the right time with a nice little discount but it, there. But if they wind up now, if they draft Steph Curry. Who know? I, I don't. It wasn't like Bob Myers that. wasn't running the franchise. It was right. David Kahn at the time. But, but is what were those whiffs that you mentioned? Were those worth like seven hundred fifty million dollars <laughs> off the asking price of the franchise? Probably, yeah. right? It is. It is. I don't do too much of it. It is bizarre to look back. The one that I said, I think I said it last time I was here. But if the Wolves on draft day didn't, I can, I think they traded Brandon Roy for randy foy yep. if they hadn't done that you had brandon roy and kg kg would have never been traded would have never won a championship i don't think unless he won it in minnesota yeah. but brandon roy was so good and kg was so good that we would have been a top team in the west for a long time for like the four years and then it wasn't like four years and then brandon roy then the, the knees. knees yeah and that was the concern i think yeah. that's and it wasn't kevin kevin McHale made that yeah. draft decision yeah. Yeah. and that was kind of the deal but yeah what, what would it have been like there's so many what ifs i mean i think I we talked about this last time we had you on but my biggest what if people rave about the marbury kg era being a man what if marbury had stuck around well i saw marbury's career long enough to know that he was a hollow 20 and 10 guy wasn't much of a team player didn't make teammates better what if ray allen wasn't oh. traded for Stefan Marbury on yeah. draft night. Yep. And, and now KG and Ray Allen teamed up with Paul Pierce to win a championship right. a decade and a half later. But yeah. could you imagine? And that was the Western Conference in flux, like the early 2000s after I mean, the Lakers dynasty finished up. You could have had those guys running roughshod, man. You had KG with Ray Allen and Paul Pierce. Wally could have filled that Paul Pierce role. Oh, perfectly. That's, yeah, that's a good call. It's a joke. I was going to say Gerald Glass, but I don't remember when he played with the Wolves. I don't know if he, he overlapped with he KG. He might have missed the KG uh, connection there in the mid '90s. The Jamal Murray ones, Craig brings up, is good because I remember like Calipari from Kentucky was like, Jamal wants to oh, be drafted by the Wolves. Please painful. draft him. Like he wants to play with another Kentucky kid and Carl. So the fact that they met passed on that one. I think the Steph Curry stuff too. Like if you like Steph, I think we all like Steph. Yeah. I mean, yes, it sucks that he wasn't in a Wolves jersey, but not only was David Kahn here, Phil, who was the coach? Kurt Rambis. Was it, Kurt Rambis okay. would have never, ever, like he would have installed, you know, his triangle offense. He would have never let Steph, I don't think, become Steph. So I wasn't a big Steph fan, actually. Okay. He kind of bothered me. Uh, but um, I'm doing a joke here. But so A-Rod <laughs> did surprise me. No, no, I'm just saying A-Rod did surprise me with his answer because I just, oh, that's a good point. I, like he's being honest that I couldn't I couldn't have purchased this team. He wasn't saying, yeah, I feel for you guys that you guys didn't get Jamal Murray. Yeah, he's like, I don't care what happened here for the first 25 years. Doesn't but, matter. But me. I wanted to ask you, uh, so you guys. Was it a watch party of my podcast last night somewhere at one of the beer joints? Or what so was it? yeah, we actually rented we actually rented out uh, Fema's, just that whole the <laughs> oh, whole lower I, area. That's great. my guy. That's yeah, my guy. They're pouring Fima. espresso martinis. It was. Uh, Have you been to the new one, uh, Mason Margot? Not yet. No, we okay. we actually just went to. Apparently, there's like a French restaurant explosion here in Minneapolis. We just went to the Vin, the new Vincent restaurant, Chloe by Vincent, a couple oh. nights ago. So we're trying to we're trying to make our way through you know all the the French restaurants that are popping up. If you mention my name, it's a free vodka martini at Mason Margot. Oh, beautiful! Is that how it's pronounced, by the way? I think it is. That's what it looks like. Mason Margot. I don't know. Yeah. So apparently they're booked out for for months and months unless you, uh, unless you Rudy, know Craig Kilborn or uh, it's the Rudy Gobert influence French restaurants <laughs> in Minneapolis. It, I know it is. Yeah, for the next three years. So uh, what just continuing to unpack the uh the alex rodriguez conversation here you did you kind of went down the line and and he talked about how much time he has spent with anthony edwards and how they go to a rod likes to go to games around the league in these playoff games so that he can kind of see what do great franchises look like on the floor in the right. arena fan bases everything and they want to apply that stuff but i thought it was interesting he said yeah, there's a mentoring like it's good now that Ant knows who he is, which was that was the Ant didn't know who A Rod was when A Rod took over, but they've gotten to know each other. But A Rod said 
It's a two-way mentoring street. Anthony, I've learned more about basketball yeah. sitting next to Anthony Edwards at these games than I did in 20 years watching basketball as a fan. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is interesting that they're. Uh, I, I love that they're bonding and spending time together, and uh, I I really like how Ant is so competitive. How upset he was when he missed that shot. Um, I I did want to. I I can't remember if I talked to you guys about this off camera. But I see, I see the floor, but I sometimes overlook things when I watch the games. And I had mentioned to Chris Finch when I was chatting with him, I said, they, no one ever talks about Ant's ball handling. He just can really yo-yo in traffic and between his legs. You know, because it's so irritating when you have Andrew Wiggins and Jaden McDaniels. These guys can't handle the ball. Jalen Brown. Jalen yeah. Brown. Oh. And, and Finch, he's like, yeah, sometimes he forgets the ball when he, when he has his burst of speed. And now I see it more after you mentioned it. I overlooked. I go, hey, what, what happened there? He lost the ball. You the know? ball is, is is back by it's, it's back by the top of the key. It's Dude, kind w- of a Wally, weird. Wally Zerbiak was like that too, where he would have to look. He'd go behind the back, and then he'd have yeah. to like turn around and find the ball. Right. Is that do you, do you guys notice that with Ant or not? There's like there's like some still like young giraffe, you know, like a giraffe, a baby giraffe, like doesn't yeah. always know how his legs work. Right. Uh, there's some of that with Ant, like his speed. He is one of like at full speed, one of the fastest guys in the league. And sometimes he does, you know, he's got a 30 minutes to catch a flight. He forgets his bag. In this case, he forgets the ball, but uh, that'll come with, did you guys see the photo, Phil? I know you love this one, but you see the photo of him and Finch the other day, just yep. at the, at the facility working yeah. out. Ant's got a new haircut. Yeah. Uh, the Michael Jordan comps just continue with his it, kind of sh- shaved head. But where uh, was the, the other photo that popped up? And I don't know when it was from, but it was Anthony Edwards and Scoot Henderson Ooh, hanging out. Oh, there. really? Yeah, and it, someone sent that to me on Twitter because they know that the of I'm I, just to go back to the cat stuff. I'm not pining <laughs> for a cat trade, but there are reasons. There are reasons to entertain phone calls, and uh, one of them for me would be if you can get a couple star players that align with Anthony Edwards' age range. But there is a photo of him and Scoot Henderson, the likely number three pick in the draft, floating out there somewhere. So. I watched Hander, his highlights yesterday. He likes to dunk the ball, Scoot, Scoot Henderson. He does all the yeah. time. He's got to figure out how to shoot. I don't want it to be a situation like remember Derek Williams and you'd see all these these videos would come out of wow, look at the oh my god, the 720 windmill dunk in practice and I'm like, can he hit a corner 3 once? Can he right. can he, you know, can he hit a free throw or something? So it's Mackie here and a shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples even. So I am an allergy sufferer and it's uh it's rough sometimes with stuffy runny nose for me it can be like dry scratchy eyes throat even just feeling tired luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies we can live claritin clear with claritin d designed for serious allergy sufferers claritin d has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief. Just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D or ask for Claritin D at your pharmacy counter. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. That's Claritin.com. Use as directed. Yeah. Um, so, to, and by the way, Ant does, I've seen him in person. Uh, he accelerates. It's a little scary sometimes how fast because I'm like, if, if he doesn't weave his way properly, he's going to clobber somebody when he drives, and some both guys are going to get hurt. I mean, he really accelerates to the rim. Yeah, yeah. no, he he's a freight train. Yes. Yeah. The scary thing is too is like a, the John Morant stuff. I mean, Craig, I don't know how many charges you took back in college, but when guys slide under these super athletic guys, yeah, I know I'm always the rim. Yeah, I'm, I'm always nervous that. that like when Jaw falls or Ant falls, these guys. That's how you break a hip. That's how you like. I mean, that's kind of how Nas got hurt, right? When he was trying to dunk yeah. on someone earlier. So, speaking of John Morant, I wanted to say something. I you gonna hold up con- your gun here for us? That- <laughs> no, I was concerned that it would happen to us first with Luca Garza. The guy. <laughs> oh, guarantee that guy's packing, right? That weirdo he's a, from he's Iowa. Got, he's got cleared to play for Bosnia. I saw like the Olympic stuff. Don't so you think Garza? Better, I think so. Yeah, it's better to do those jokes here. I didn't want to do that with. By the way, A Rod, you know when when John Morant. Wave the gun. I was concerned it was going to be Luca Garza. I think you should mix stuff like that in with A Rod. I really think, and just even Finchy, just to see, just to see what they're made of. I don't. Know. 
I we can gotta, be ir- I can be irresponsible here. <laughs> I can't do it. We gotta Phil, we gotta ask Craig too, like now that the season's done, what uh what what would you say your grade was for Chris Finch in this past season? And are you are you still pro Chris Finch moving forward as as the head coach of this team? Yeah, I'm big I love Finchie. I know him personally. I'm pro Chris Finch. Um uh, the only thing is and uh, by the way, they always say he's an offensive guru. I thought our team defense was tremendous. Now, a lot yeah. of that has to do with individual players like Ant and Jaden McDaniels, um, Rudy. But I'm I'm pro Finch. The only thing I would say, which has been said, is sometimes, um, especially in the playoffs, you have to call a few more plays in the fourth. You have to run a few more plays because of the defense. But uh, big Finch fan. He's great. We're lucky to have him. Yeah, there was uh, – I think there was a minute there where it just it, – it felt like with – Gobert punching Kyle Anderson and then it just it felt like the wheels were coming off a little at the end of the year but right this team clearly it, the the fact that Anthony Edwards seems to love him and I think if you go back before the Gobert trade I mean he coached up I believe two years ago they had statistically the highest scoring offense in the NBA or so was that a, a Toronto or was that a Denver or no New I think the, I think or? the Timberwolves had the highest oh. I'm oh, pretty sure two years ago am I wrong oh, two on that, years Kyle? ago no I think you're right on that yeah they average, I think, the most points per game of any team in the NBA. They kind of snuck in there down the stretch. So there's a lot right. to like about him, but it is going to be interesting. This is the first time in back-to-back years where there's been expectations for a Wolves team going oh. into a season. No, no, there's pressure. I thought there was pressure this past year, but once Cat went down, there was some exhale. But uh, there's pressure. But I think it's it's good. I mean, there were games... I just said, wow, this team is special. A lot of it was Kyle Anderson. It was just we had some regular season wins that against good teams uh, that were just tremendous. So I, I'm I'm feeling really good about the Wolves. I really am. I just want to make sure. Don't you think a sharpshooter off the bench would change things? Well, that brings me actually to uh, <laughs> a list of Carl Anthony Towns trade ideas here. No. <laughs> Um, so I'll, by the so way, we're is, not trade Phil. I don't want to ruin it for you, but we're not trading him this season. So, <laughs> so do you think? So you, you you're you're pretty sold on that, right? Like that that they're yeah. But my thing they're going to run it back. Oh yeah, they'll run it back. I mean, again, I'm I've said before, I'll listen to everything. I'll listen yeah. to everything. Uh, so if something crazy happens where they say let's do this, this, and this, then you know. But I, I don't. They're not going to trade him. In my is is my opinion. But then let's see after next the, the next season if it's Rudy or or Cat that we decide to trade and what what we get. Just so you guys know, uh, I'm doing this because there's about five percent of our audience that chides me in the comment section and thinks the only thing Mackie does he just brings people on the show, or they'll 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 bring people on Mackie and Judd, and he just desperately clings to them, asking them their Carl Anthony Towns trade ideas. Um, but I think like the fact that. Jordan McLaughlin was such a great stirrer of the drink for a minute there, like a year and a half. But the fact that he can't make a wide open three pointer, he's undersized. I think moving on from him and getting someone in here that, you know, is just has a little bit more upside. And then someone who can fill the role that we thought Jalen Noel would fill, which is just the buckets guy off the bench. Like, can you get a guy, someone that can come in and be a burst of energy and knock down some threes? The team was ready made for Jalen Noel to be that guy, right? How many how many times? All right, here's 20 minutes. It's unfortunate. Go, go do it. Yep. Go make it happen. Or cats yeah. out. We need a secondary scorer here. Like, can you yep. find a couple guys to fill those minutes? That's the question. So I this is the thing I don't do anymore. When I was your guys' age, I was, you know, a, a hoop uh, junkie and I I watched all the entire league. So I don't know the names of these guys. I don't know who's out there. I mean, they're guys that I liked last year, like I like Brogdon, who went, Malcolm Brogdon, who went to the Celtics. So, DiVincenzo for the Warriors, we can't afford him, correct? Let's check his contract. Well, I, so I think he's a free agent. Uh, he's obviously played for the Warriors last year, but his market could be kind of weird, and it'll all come yeah. back to how much they end up paying Ant. We think right. it'll be a max this summer, but then how much do you maybe pay Jaden? Do you pay Jaden right. this summer? And then, which we haven't really talked about, and I've always wanted your opinion, like, do you want to bring back Nas Reed? I think kind of figure it out later because if you let right. Nas go, maybe you have a little more flexibility. Right. Uh, do you want me to answer the Nas thing? 
Yeah, I mean, are you pro Nas? I feel so like you're I, pro Nas. I like Nas. I think it's cool he was undrafted and he's so good. I like when he does his Statue of Liberty dunks a la Dr. J. <laughs> I, like, I like him. I'm not as enamored as everybody else is because I know he's also I, – I, I, I sometimes think he's a little – not reckless, but he'll just drive and throw up a little left-handed jump hook and stuff. Like he's very good, especially in the regular season. Uh, and he and he was playing amazing. And he the thing he did this year, which I didn't know he could do, he would drive and bank it in off left hand or right hand. Mm -hmm. So he's very very good. I don't know how good he is as a rebounder and a defender. I know he helps and block shots. So uh, I like him. It's just basically if you have Rudy Cat, and then you have Kyle Anderson coming in there. I don't know, but I, I, I assume we're going to keep Nas. I might be giving the wrong answer because I'm, I like him, but I think everyone else loves him. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yes. And I think he just get, the way that he has gone from undrafted summer league, won himself a contract. I think we're, we're almost projecting that he's going to keep getting better. And my question right. would be like, I think Jade McDaniels is for sure going to get better. And so you're going to, you're going to pay him $20, $25 million a year based on what could he be in two years from now. My concern with Nas Reed is that he's a pretty good 25 minutes off the bench guy that has some holes in his game. And this is, he, yep. he's definitely a rotation NBA basketball player. Yep. But if he doesn't get better, is it worth giving him a right. contract? And I don't exactly. know that they have the luxury of like giving him a contract and finding out because he's going to have a lot of options if he wants, right? Yes. So kind of in agreement on that. I think I think for the listeners, Phil is agreeing with me. Not, not <laughs> agreeing with Just me. in case you're keeping score at home while consuming but, this but podcast. I also want to say something because you mentioned Jaden McDaniels. So, you know, they make this big trade we get, for Rudy. We get to keep Jaden McDaniels. And I remember at the time we were all high on Jaden McDaniels. And I said, yeah, I don't know how good he is. I know he's a good defender. You know, I don't know how he's working on his ball handling. I don't know about his shooting. He did better than I thought he would. I thought he was great this year. I was like, oh my God, he makes all these corner threes. Mm -hmm. I don't I, I don't understand how he drives and throws it up. Like he's worked on his ball handling, his crossover. He's still not the greatest ball handler. He's going to turn it over sometimes. But he, like we wanted Ant to make the jump and take that leap, and he did. I was really impressed with Jaden McDaniels. He, he made a bigger leap than I thought he was going to. Yeah, I think his leap gets overshadowed because the other kid in the, their draft class takes a bigger leap, right? Like, Ant right. becomes an all-star. Uh, but I think Craig's right on. I mean, Ed, Phil, you know this better than anyone, but Jane McDaniels is, like, my favorite player. So having a guy that's not afraid to kind of be that 2, you know, 2B to, to Ant, doesn't really care about any of the, the media stuff or any of, like, the outside the basketball court stuff. He just wants to play basketball and, as he said, kind of ruin your night. So. They'll have to extend them both this summer, Craig, to kind of give us that five-year, you know, seven-year right. window of optimism. But so far, it's been trending well for both those guys. I mean, what a fantastic pick at 28 a couple of years right. ago in that draft. So let me let me say something about the shooting. So I watch these games. The great equalizer is the three-point shot. <clears throat> changes things. Yep. And I, I remember uh, Caldwell Pope against the, I guess it was uh, the Warriors, close game in Denver and then he hits two threes in the fourth and it just it just changes everything and one of the reasons we did so well in game five at Denver was in the fourth um Torian Prince hit a big three Mike Connolly hit a big three and Nikhil Alexander Walker hit a big three and that changes everything so I don't know who that person is out there to back up Mike Conley or come in as a two guard I don't know who it is on the bench because I don't follow the league enough. I don't know what who's available, but we need a dead eye shooter because yeah. it just it just changes everything. Well, you know what? So I'm just I'm just looking this up real quick. So just I mean, Jalen Noel and Jordan McLaughlin combined for 36 minutes a night and six three point attempts per night at like a 28 percent clip. Could you could you literally just replace those minutes? with someone who shoots 40% from three and takes the same amount, that would get you an extra, yeah. this is oversimplifying, like three points per game, which could be a huge difference maker throughout yeah. the year. Can I interest you in a, if you want a fearless shooter of the basketball, uh, can I interest you in Malik Beasley again? Because I think he's afraid <laughs> this summer, so <laughs> bring him back. Man, how about all those players? When you start to unpack that Rudy Gobert, actually, when you start to, we did this a couple weeks ago on the show, 
when you take the two big trades, the Gobert trade and the Conley trade, and you start to look at the draft picks are one thing. Be nice to get some draft capital back at some point, but just the players involved. Pat Beverly, 35 years old, career low three-point percentage, career low player efficiency rating. Malik Beasley played off the court in the playoffs. Uh, I believe Jared Vanderbilt did not play a minute in the decisive game at the end. And then we all saw, I mean, for, for the money that D'Lo makes, maybe this is hyperbole, man, but like for the money, that guy was a max contract player averaging six points a game in a playoff series. One of the most disastrous playoff. And I, I was doing this one. This is, I, I said this to myself jokingly during his, the last game. He will never play another NBA game. He's going straight to Europe. You but think, I, you, no, I mean, it's not. I'm kidding. China, China somewhere. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But that was, I mean, come on. I I like, and I'm the guy who likes Dilo because he's so stylish and I know he's mercurial (laughs) and all that stuff. But man, that's a bummer. I I, I actually feel sorry for him, you know? I I, I would have felt a little sorry for him if two weeks before he laid an egg and got benched in a playoff series. If he hadn't done a Q&A with The Athletic in which he said they the Timberwolves were holding me back. I'm yeah. a killer man. I need to spread my wings and fly. So again, he was like lamenting being the third option on the right. Timberwolves while the Lakers are just begging you to be their third option in a playoff <laughs> right. series, you know. So I don't want to like bully the guy. But yeah, that was I guess when you look at all those players that they gave up and then and then uh, Leandro uh, Balmaro, who we were all kind of wringing our hands for a while. Oh, man, what if he's the next? He scored six points this season. He couldn't even get off the bench on a bad he's, team. He's so. no Marco Yarich. Yarich. No. <laughs> Kyle, I you don't remember Marco him? Marco? I remember Yarich. Uh, I think he was married to like Miss Universe too. Well, he's, yeah, I think he, he was. was with Adriana Lima. But we Adriana Lima. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's no reason for me to know that or bring that up. <laughs> Would she ever sit courtside at Timberwolves games? Adriana. That's a good. We're going to build a new Target Center right in the same location. That's my intel. Okay. So where, where, where are we, we going to play in XL I, Energy it, Center? U- U.S. We play Bank in St. Paul. I don't know. Oh, hey, they played played the Metrodome one time, right? Exactly. For football years. stadiums are such a bad view for basketball. Like where would watch- you rather have them play for that season? XL in St. Paul or U.S. Bank Stadium? What? What? Just pack the barn. Just put like what fifteen hundred <laughs> people in the barn. Yeah, and- let's let's get Anthony Edwards ACL. Uh, a, 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 <laughs> Uh, a couple more challenging trips to the raised court. Why do they still have the raised court at Williams? Well, I, mean, I don't think we... you can, you know, renovate that. It's it's raised up there. You put a you put the netting around, hence the cagers. Do you mm. know what the guy? I told you I had this I had this guy coming up, uh, Joey Bus, thirty eight year old, uh, one of the owners of the Lakers, Janie Bus's younger brother. He gave me a trivia question about the Minneapolis Lakers that I did not know. Oh, I'm going to run it by you guys to see. I, I didn't know this one. Okay. What was the, they did a, I guess they did a, a poll in the newspaper back in the day. What should we name the Minneapolis basketball team? And obviously Lakers won. What was the second choice? Wow. Oh, I don't think I've heard this one. I hadn't, I hadn't heard it. I was would it just be guessing? Was it animal related? No. Okay. No, so it was related player. to the nets uh, around the, uh, the the court, the old term, where the term came, cagers. I'll just tell you so what the, it was. So the cagers. They no, were... no, aqua cagers. The aqua cagers? That's what he told me. That sounds like the a minor baseball team. <laughs> aqua cagers? That's what, I, that's what he said. All right. I'm going to piss off a chunk of the audience by saying that's a better name than Minnesota Wild. What were we doing there? <laughs> What is and then the mascot? It's like this ambiguous. Is it a bear? Is it? It no. It's a wild. I don't know what is wild. Hey Kyle, wild. Do, do the people know in Minnesota that Phil doesn't like hockey, or is that a? Well, I think it's becoming more and more prevalent. Yeah, yours. No, you speak respectfully to the hockey whisperer here. Okay. The the Aquacators is. I still have regret. I mean, the Minnesota Lakers, Minneapolis Lakers was such a perfect like sports team. I always think like if the Jazz could just trade their nickname to like the Pelicans, like. The New Orleans Jazz make way too much sense. The Minneapolis right. Lakers make way too much sense. But uh, the Aqua Cagers would have been a nightmare. So years Absolute ago, I, I may have told this. I, I repeat my stories, but it's okay. Uh, I don't know if I told you guys or what. But I, I when I was working in the CBA, the Continental Basketball Association, Savannah Spirits, 
I was the radio play-by-play man back in the late 80s when Phil Jackson was with the Albany Patroons. Wow. I went to an Atlanta Hawks game, and they were playing the Bulls, and there was, uh, oh, what's the, Johnny Redker, the yeah. color analyst Legendary. for the Bulls. And I went up to him uh, during the pregame before he was on the air, and I said, hi, do play-by-play. And the Timberwolves had just come in the league, and I said, they just named the team. I said, I don't like that. Timberwolves. Because I liked, I liked kind of, you know, two syllables, two syllables or one syllable. And he said, you know, I never, I didn't like Trailblazers or Supersonics when they, when they came into the league, but it grows on you. So maybe Timberwolves will grow on you. So now I guess I just kind of accept it. I don't know. What do you guys yeah, think? Has it grown on you? I mean, yeah, I guess I just accept it. Timberwolves. It doesn't seem to make a ton of sense. I guess there are wolves in Northern Minnesota. Is there such thing as a timber wolf or did we just... Do we just blend like trees and an animal together to make a new word? Right. So then since we're doing this, let's just say what our favorite NBA nicknames are. So I love Lakers, like Minneapolis Lakers, Lakers, uh, 76ers. That's okay. I'm trying to think Warriors. Eh, so, you know, generally good- speaking, I think, I think you, you got to avoid, you got to be really careful with, uh, like the, the word that's plural that doesn't end in an S. So mm-hmm. you got to be careful, but I love heat. Okay. Miami heat is a, it's a great brand, right? It fits, it fits the weather in Miami, right? It's just, it's cool. Everything about right. them. And maybe it's cool too, because Dwayne Wade and right. Pat Riley and whatever. Well, I, and I always, I, I'm stickler for this, but I say the heat are like the Lakers are going to win. I don't say the, the heat, heat is, is going to win. The heat, I don't the say heat, is. The heat is on. It's plural. The heat are I say, on. Uh, yeah. The heat are on. The heat is on TV. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I do like I, Kyle mentioned the Jazz. That's one of the greatest names. Yep. New Orleans it fits in New Orleans, you know, Utah, whatever. <laughs> but um, I guess Houston Rockets are okay. Spurs, that's kind of cool. Kind of cool. The Suns, man, it's, it's yeah. very simple. Suns that's is a good. good one. Magic Phoenix gets too. more oh, Sundays. Oh, this is too obvious. Way too obvious. But years ago, when they were doing the Timberwolves, I said the Minnesota Winter. That's oh, what, wow. That, that, That's was my, that was my idea. Miami Heat, Minnesota yeah. winter. The Minnesota yeah. snow. The, the Minnesota. winter would be cool. You could always say like a storm is coming when the wolves yeah, or the winter the enter winter your, your arena. Here comes the magic the are good, too. Yeah, I, they're gonna, yeah. You're going to be ice cold. Or you can't <laughs> score on the winter. Oh, you could even like, yeah, you could have the, like the court could have icicle sort of graphics hanging off the three-point line and stuff. Hey, do you guys want me to bother you know, a Rod and Mark Laurie, and just get a, cha- a name change. I mean, I, I think it's worth that, n- now that you have such a great vibe with yeah. Alex. You know, now that you the guys Minnesota Winter. What would be the best name though? Do you guys have other names that you've talked? Well, about the Wild. The I think the Wild. They had. I want to say it was going to be the Minnesota Freeze. I think Freeze okay. was on the table as a finalist for. Okay. The Minnesota Isn't that a Wild. drink at uh, Slurp a Slurpee Freeze or a Dairy Queen? <laughs> it or? might be trademarked. Yeah. Okay. You got to be careful on the trademarks too, because the Washington Commanders just went. Was it their second season as the Commanders and all the branding and merch? Yeah. And they still they just lost another court battle for the trademark of. Wouldn't that be one of the first things you investigate? All right, right. we're gonna. This is a four billion dollar franchise, and we're gonna rebrand it. Is this name taken by someone right. that could sue us? I don't know. By the way, I don't follow hockey. There's a what's the name? I just found out. Oh, month ago there's a team in seattle what's their name oh, the kraken that's, the, that's my team that's the kraken that's kyle then, and i kyle and i kraken's my secondary team it's kyle's primary team actually yeah you can say what's kraken if you're uh, trying to get into the fan base you i think they're referred to as crackheads the fans uh, are crackheads yeah yeah so that's, think, that's a fun little brand okay i'm gonna give you two i think there was a team in the aba do you guys remember the aba red white blue ball yeah i don't yep. know how young you guys yep. well i I mean we didn't like watch aba games but yeah nobody you, did but you know youtube is all for that yeah the san diego conquistadors the con the conquerors conquistadors. right is that what it is conquerors yeah i think it's a conqueror uh i'll give you one college one that's my favorite college name do you guys know this is where robert Parrish went to college down in shreveport do you know what he where he went to college centenary you know what their nickname is centenary the gentleman the centenary gentlemen. <laughs> they wore suits while taking instead of warm up uniforms, they had suits and ties on in the layup oh. line. How how do you if you don't like three syllable word like team names, which I'm with you, do you like when people refer to them as the T Wolves then? Because they don't do that with the Blazers. They don't call them the T Blazers. So do you like, like T Wolves? Timberwolves or Wolves? Okay. 
Yeah. There's also a thing. This is this is a side side note. You never call San Francisco Frisco or San Fran. It's either San Francisco or the city. Those are the mm. two. Just I, I lived up there, but I've I've heard guys say that even if they played for the Warriors, they say it wrong. It's not San Fran or Frisco. It's San Francisco or the city. Okay. And Minnesota, it's not it's not mini. No. Outsiders no. say mini. Sometimes even like insiders will say an insider that came from the outside. I think I've heard A-Rod say mini before. Got to be careful there. I think KG says mini. I think. I could be wrong. You know what? If KG says it, then I take yeah, back everything. We're back. <laughs> yeah. I think we're fine then. It's mini. Let's just call it. Mini. Are you okay with me telling A-Rod uh, affectionately we tell uh, you know KG's a little crazy? Uh, yeah. You slipped that in there. Yeah. And he is. I think if you. That's the thing the public sees KG as kind of like Kirby Puckett, you know, this, this godlike sports figure and people behind the scenes might have different interactions or stories about a cantankerous Kevin Garnett. Sure. But I think, I think you can, I think he's mellowed out enough. And I don't know, you tell me, I mean, A-Rod said he's at least met with KG a couple times. I think the minute that Glenn is no longer the majority owner, priority number one, for Alex specifically, because he's the form. They, I mean, they came up together like in their respective sports. That would be number one on my Alex Rodriguez checklist. Hey, we're the majority owners now. Let's retire your jersey. Why don't let's you get, come back? Let's get, yeah, let's do Googliata and then KG. <laughs> exactly. Let's start there. I, I think Mark Laurie has been greasing those wheels too behind the right. scenes. I think Mark's played a big role in I think maybe a couple dinners recently. And I, I'm with you on Phil that when when Glenn's out or doesn't have the the big key to enter the arena that they'll get him back in there and retire that jersey. Quick, I'm asking you a Wolves question again. I just interviewed this other guy, uh, the Dave McMenamin. McMenamin. And you know how the national media, they have a different view of the Wolves. And, I, and, I, and I'm very optimistic after that Denver series. And, and I said, am I being unrealistic to say top four? I said top four in the West. He, he was like, no, 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 no. They'll make the playoffs. I, I can't see him top. This is for next year, you're talking. Yes, sir. Yeah. What do you guys think? Oh, boy. Kyle? What what, what was the, the fourth seed last year was 45 and 37, and the Wolves were, what, three games back of that? And they missed 52 games of Carl? Yeah. And the West just continues. I mean, the Nuggets are going to be around for the while, but, like, there's a lot of teams that are getting older, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Suns. Uh, Who so gets I don't mean better? Who's getting better in the West? Well, all I know is there were – listen – in my opinion, we're better than Sacramento. We beat them in the yeah, regular season. Yeah. They had a much better record than we did. So I, I see, I see us there in the top four. Suns get better. I think if you get a full season of Durant Booker, the Suns should get better. So you they're going to be so. they're going to be in that mix. But if right. that whole back to the John Moran thing, like if he gets a big suspension, they were second in the West. Like they probably fall down. Right. Like let's see what the Warriors do. They have a big financial situation coming up maybe the pelicans if zion oh, comes that's back right. the pelicans, but the, they're pretty but the, good if but like if i'm you know if i'm going to a sports book and the if zion thing <laughs> yeah, is right. up on the board i think i'm fading i'm fading the if zion yeah no i, I would say I think we, it's we, gonna be they should be flirt they should be flirting with the four or the five right. 42 wins 42 and 40 with what 52 games without carl so if you run it back you would think right that's got to give you three four game boost just yeah. kind of I'm not sold that the 52 games without Carl equals like eight games over 500 because because they've been he's not he hasn't been that type of a needle mover. I'm just doing. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted you to finish your sentence. <laughs> no, but I've been dying to ask this. No, enough Phil, Carl Phil. slander from me. Enough no, Carl no, no. slander. I want this is what I wanted to ask you. And Kyle, you weigh in after Phil answers, but so we know that Carl is talented. We know that he's very difficult to guard, and when he's on, I've, I've seen him score 60 at the Spurs. Phil Mackey, when Carl is on and he is on, you saw him for three quarters at the Lakers in the play-in game. Yeah. What's going through your negative little head when Carl is scoring and no one can stop him? Are you if I could if I could rephrase your question, would it be, <laughs> hey, Mackey, when are you going to admit that you were wrong? Uh, I love it. I love it. I think I think what bothers me is, so he was the number one overall pick. He's wildly talented. We know what he can do when he's playing at his best. When he's playing at his best, and if you want to go back three or four years ago, 
survey the entire league. Let's go four years ago. Survey the league. Hey, who's going to be a better player in a few years? Carl Anthony Towns or Nikola Jokic or Joel Embiid? Like, it was a discussion. Right. And so I want to see Cat tap into, especially year eight, I want to see him tap into the best version of himself. Jokic is just constantly riding his 98th percentile as a player. He just he taps into it, and he just stays there. And sometimes he'll miss some shots, but he knows exactly how to attack at this point in his career. It, it feels to me like Carl is still figuring out who he is as a player sometimes, yeah. which is weird. So to answer your question in a long-winded way, when he's playing at his best, I'm sitting there thinking, yes, he's one. when he's playing as well as he can, he's one of the 15 best players in the world. But you can't just do it for the first three quarters of the Lakers game. And then when people kind of say, well, yeah, but he was good in this other game. And I said, well, yeah, like the expectation is he should just be doing that 90% of the time. Yeah, and- no, and it is, it is a thing where he's definitely has some issues where if we're talking about winning, winning, winning the championship, he's got to do something. He's got to go to a different level. You see like that close game, game five, Jokic got a, got a couple of layups around the hoop, mm-hmm. but he looked like he was laughing when he got fouled. He was like, he, he Jokic is ridiculous. And let me just transition just because I like you guys and I love the NBA. Who are you rooting for? I don't know when this is airing. We're recording. I think it'll, I think this will run in about 30 minutes. I think oh, we're, really? We're, yeah, we're going to post oh, so we're It's before game one. Before, yep. So who are you rooting for between the Heat and the Nuggets? I had that in my notes. I had to ask Craig his finals prediction. So I'll, I'll say I'm rooting for the Nuggets. Uh, I think it's a cool story because it's about as close to kind of a Minnesota build was going through the draft you know trying to kind of hit on some smaller trades or smaller acquisitions so i'll say nuggets in five um but also phil and i have been pretty down on the nuggets i think i refer to them as purdue of the western conference so that was a slight I miss them by a me fake one seed at one point yeah, that was tough uh, we'll scrap those from the internet but i i say nuggets in five i like cheering for them nothing against jimmy butler who's been awesome i just uh i kind of ride with how the nuggets built that team i think the nuggets win in six I am hardcore rooting for the Heat. I love Eric Spolstra. I have full-on come around now (laughs) after all the slanderous things I probably said about. I I hate the way Jimmy Butler went about his exit. I empathize and understand with what he wanted. He wanted he wanted a a certain well. He wanted Heat culture. He you know he he wanted he just wanted a bunch of dudes that would ride or die. You know the, the other day someone a reporter asked Eric Spolstra for instance about the altitude, and yeah, you're going to play, play these games in Denver and Eric Spolstra. Most coaches, I think Finch included, would yeah, yeah, it's going to be a thing, but we have to get used to it. And Eric Spolstra says, you can tip off on the top of Mount Everest and we'll be there. We do. It's just we don't that. give a bleep as an organization, right. and we're going to take you out. And so I just kind of love that. I, I want the Wolves to have something closer to heat culture. Dude, we've gone 20 years ago, we've gone from loading up the clips and the joints okay. with the silencers and KG, right? <laughs> And now I don't know what will. The only way is. you get that you get that kind of culture with the Timberwolves is if they hire me, and I'm not moving. <laughs> <for that way. laughs> Clearly, I'm not moving. But um, I'm I'm picking the Nuggets. I I did just say on a podcast I'm taking the Nugget the Nuggets in six, although they could win in five. I do have a lot of respect for Miami. I love Spolster as well. Uh, I have a, a friend, uh, I, I have people inside the Heat organization, I know a source who says everyone thinks Jimmy's a jerk. This was early in the year. He is a jerk. Yeah. You know the story. Thrown out as a 13-year-old by his mom. I don't like the way you look. He's got issues. Hell of a player. Love watching him play. You know, he it was a contract situation in uh, in Minnesota also. He wanted to, you know, he wanted Tibbs to redo his deal because he wanted to make more than Wiggins and Cat. And same thing happened in Philly. They they wanted Tobias Harris. They they chose him over Jimmy. They had Simmons on the team at the time too, right? Oh yep. my Think. God, is that crazy? But no, the Heat is a great story. I was rooting for them against the Celtics because uh, I do like these these three uh, shooters around Bam and Jimmy. You know, just firing away, and I love their team defense. I think it's going to be a great series. I mean, nothing would surprise you, right? Right. With, with you can't with the Miami at this point. Heat. Yeah, yeah, you can't. It's it's. Smarter people than me are saying it's a much worse matchup for them than some of the other teams they've beat so far, like the Bucks and the Celtics. But because you can't really play the same zone that Al Horford was in the middle of, if that if you replace Horford with Nikola Jokic and have all these guys on, so 
Eric Spolstra. If you get if you get playoff Jimmy about four or five times in the series, right? You never know. Give us uh, Kilby. Give us give us like one or two minutes of of final wisdom here, final wolves wisdom or life wisdom. What I'll empty your bag here. I was just going to do a joke that Kevin Love is going to have one hell of a game in this series. I don't know if he gets in the game. <laughs> it's he funny. He's, the game. he's been to the playoffs five times in his career. Yeah. Also played in the finals five yeah. times. Every That's time he goes stat. to the playoffs, he goes to the finals. And isn't Tyler Hero expected in game three? Is that yep. the r- rumor? Well, that could be interesting. That might be better for the Nuggets, but we'll see. Oh. It could be. <laughs> could I be. wish I could pronounce Kyle Taigi. Like <laughs> that was good. You did a good job. That was pretty, there, that was pretty close. There's a guy named Matt Taibbi. You know that writer, Matt Taibbi? Or you never heard of him? No? Not, not going to no. work here anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does. He, does, he does, writes political stuff. Um, so uh, remember, young people, I always say drink in moderation. I have uh, friends that um, that don't drink anymore. I respect them and admire them. Don't abuse the alcohol. Red wine is safe. I drink vodka. Is this the wisdom you wanted, Phil? Is this, this, is exactly, this is exactly exactly the wisdom right here. I'm I'm taking I, copious notes. Myself. I ne- I don't. I no longer have two martinis in one night. I have one martini a week. Uh, by the way, can I tell you something funny? Since I have these writer friends, uh, Goldie and Gibby, they've both been on my podcast. And they're, uh, Goldie writes for Family Guy. And uh, we go to this restaurant in, uh, in Santa Monica called Vito. It's an Italian restaurant. And uh, so we drive, Goldie and I have to drive there. Gibby lives out there. But we're going to go next week. And Gibby says, hey, Goldie and I are going to meet earlier and play nine holes at this golf course in Santa Monica. Do you want to play? No, you know, and you can have a martini afterwards at the outdoor cafe, 19th hole, you know? You know, I haven't, I, I actually said yes. I have not, I'm not a good golfer. I quit. So I haven't played golf in 25 years. What? Yeah. And you're going to go for it. Yeah, because it's my buddies, and I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do this thing called a half back swing where I don't hurt my back. Kind That's of a, a compact goal. swing. Dude, John Rahm does that. I think yeah. you're good. I saw a guy who I interviewed named Bobby Bones. He's big in the country. The, he's the country morning show yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. And he played I interviewed him about, but he played Pebble. And he said, Craig, I've never I he had a compact swing and it's like just a little little chip almost like off the tee. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh I'm gonna try to play. It's going to be embarrassing, but I'm with my buddies and I don't care. You should do it. So we, uh, about six years ago, I want to say my co-host Judd Zolgad mentioned the same thing. He said, I haven't golfed in 20 years and right. we were, we were going to do a live broadcast at a golf course and, and get yeah. out and stuff. And, right. and he was like, I'll just ride in the car. And we said, or we can involve the listeners here and help set a line for this thing. What if we played, there's a 165 yard par three from the whites if we didn't let Judd hasn't swung a club in 20 years right. and he doesn't get a warm-up swing, we just put a seven iron in his hand over or under eight and a half strokes to get the ball from the tee box into the hole. And the majority of the audience said over. Like he'll I'll, probably I'll take under. You said a par three? He yeah, he triple bogey. He he had a six. Oh, we, so we set the line wow. at eight and a half. He, yeah, yeah. He pipe he first shot in 20 years, he pipes it right down the middle. Of course, it's a par three, and he hit it like right. hundred yards. So he still had like 50 yards to go to the hole, right. but then he then he knocks it up, and I think he four putted or something on the green. The weirdest thing, because I have a bad back and I my hips release and I push the ball, I don't hook it, and all these things. And I I was getting invited to celebrity tournaments at ESPN, and I was embarrassed myself, so I quit because I I could conquer the jump shot. I worked really hard on my jump shot. Yeah. There are too many variables in golf, but I did play pebble and I birdied number seven, which is a par three on the water. But I could always putt because it's touch. And one of my favorite things is a like a long 30-foot putt. I'm not saying I'm making it, but I'm going to put it a few inches from the hole because yeah. it's touch. But the off the tee and sometimes in the fairway, it's it's embarrassing. These guys, man, these pro-ams and stuff where cuz it's there's there's thousands of people just lining the fairway and you see right. these poor these poor celebrities <laughs> back up a little more there, guy. Yeah, isn't it weird? <laughs> isn't it golf is so weird where you have these guys that are good athletes. And they're not great golfers. You can think of the the NBA ball players who are not great golfers, the NFL players, and then you got Tony Romo, who's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. Why is Tony Romo unbelievable in golf? I love, and they're doing another one here in a in a couple months on TNT. The match. Yeah. So I will. I I watch golf. Kyle, you're a big golf guy too. I religiously watch the majors, and then probably 
I'll even religiously watch like six or seven non-major tournaments throughout the year too. But the match, if you you give me Clay and Steph against you know Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey or something, who do you I am glued? Right, I I agree. I love when I saw Aaron Rodgers at his Cavs play against Tom Brady. <laughs> Who's better, do you think, in golf, Clay or Steph? Oh, Have I think seen Clay. I think Steph's really good. I think he is too. Yeah, I don't think I've seen Clay. This I think this is Clay's debut. I've never seen Clay golf, so I'd have to say Steph until yeah. we see. I just remember when Obama had him at the White House and said, "We all know Clay has a better better form on his jump shot than Steph." <laughs> he <laughs> said that. Dig. That's well, so because Steph dig. has a set shot. You know. Yeah, he does. That's so good, a six footer with a set shot. Kilby, <sighs> thanks for the life advice, the thanks, wisdom. Guys. If you guys haven't already, go check out the full A Rod interview and uh, and pretty much, I mean, it's a national podcast that just talks Timberwolves. So <laughs> go check out the Life Gorgeous and enjoy your one martini for for the week. Thank so, you, guys. Always right, a guys. pleasure seeing you. Proud this of you. This is a Timberwolves lifestyle podcast. Flagrant Howls.